Welcome to the Charles Van Horn Show. Today is Thursday, September the 24th. Please subscribe to my podcast on YouTube and uh, show some love by hitting the like button. You can also listen to my podcast on any well-known platform. And I'm so happy to have my co-host, Antoine Bell, joining me again today. You should be pretty familiar with him by now because he has been on the show so often that he's just a regular. Uh, My other friend, Josh, was unable to be with us today, but we look forward to having him back on the podcast very soon. Uh, As you all pretty much know, we focus on race, religion, and politics on this podcast. But today I wanted to just take a different approach because we are products of our environment and we are affected by that environment, both good and bad. Uh, With so much going on around us, we have death, hate, and chaos happening around us so often until it becomes easy to get drawn into the toxic soup. So today I decided that we're going to change the conversation Keep in mind, I'm not ignoring the obvious, but I'm taking a breather from the insanity of it all. From now on, I will try to incorporate uh, into my podcast something positive into the conversation on each episode. This week, for my personal uh, edification and my personal growth, I had to send to my spiritual place, I would say. We all have one, but many of us haven't figured out how to get there. It's a place that I go to so that I can free my mind because as a, as a, as a person, I'm more spiritual than I am religious. So guess what I did? I cocooned myself into a state of mind in which I could heal and fortify my spiritual being and unplug and unwind from the daily rigmarole because... If I allow myself to consume the daily smorgasbord of rage and negativity, sadly, I will become that which I detest. I think Confucius said it best. The more man meditates upon good thoughts, the better will be his world and the world at large. So we know what's going on in the political arena. We know that Trump is still being Trump. We know that RBG passed last week and we know all of the uh, the mess that uh, sort of happened after her passing. I was pretty, pretty sad and heartbroken, angry, but I had to step away because as I stared into that dark abyss, I felt a very negative uh, anger swelling up in me. Something that I did not want to allow myself to become an angry person you know sometimes it's good to be angry but we have to control that anger and I'm thinking as a as a as a black man in America I'm thinking that the best way that I can actually use that anger is to to vote and to encourage others to vote that's where we can actually make a difference by going out doing our civic duty and voting to make a change because where we're headed right now is not a good place for the country. It's not a good place for many in this country who are suffering. And it, it, it keeps us sort of wound up tight, waiting for one of us to pop 
and uh, it's not good for the health of the nation. So, Antoine, I know I've been, you know, saying what I, I felt from the heart. I'm going to give you the floor, and you can, uh, you know, speak your mind on whatever issue uh, that is on your on your heart tonight. But Charles, I think I will follow your lead and that, uh, you know, try to keep it, you know, positive this time around because there's so much negativity that's going on in our society. And it's been a tough week. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it sounds like a broken record at this point, uh, repeating, it's been a tough week. Yeah. Been, yeah. <laughs> we sound like a broken record, but unfortunately, that's what, that's what it's been. And, you know, I was just... Um, you know, looking at the seven stages of grief. Mm. And and it seems as though through this year, 2020, and seems like every week, we experience the seven stages of grief yeah. and it comes very quickly, yeah. uh, you know, to us. I mean, and, and for those that aren't familiar with those seven stages, there's shock, mm. there's denial, there's anger, mm. there's bargaining, seeking a way in vain to, for a way out, depression, you know, testing, uh, seeking realistic solutions, and then acceptance, finally, you know, finally moving forward. Huh. And we find ourselves going through those seven stages, usually those seven stages come with big events in our life. Uh-huh. But uh, recently, it, it's been like every day has been a big event in our life, and it's led by what we see on the news, and and trying to, you know, make make lemonade out of sour lemons is becoming tougher and tougher every every day. But, you know, you know, there's always something you can look at to to try to pull, you know, pull the fat out of the fire. I guess, uh-huh. um, you know, um, the passing of RBG Ruth Bader Ginsburg was was tough. I mean, I know we talked about this in one of your previous podcasts where. We said that we hoped that she would be able to hold on at least through the election. Yep. And just retire. And, yeah, I remember that. You know, but, you know, hey, we don't control that. She didn't control that. And, but she was a fighter. And the one thing that we can take from the life that she led is, you know, don't ever give up. Mm-hmm. No matter how down you get, you always get off the, get off the mat and you keep swinging. Mm-hmm. And, and I know we as a nation, especially those of us that are same mind and, and body, it's been tough. We've taken some punches. I mean, and, you know, a lot of people have lost family members that they've had to persevere and keep going. And, you know, you, you suffer that loss. Our, our family, we suffered losses. I lost a nun, Taya lost her father. And, you know, and then you lose other icons that are out there. You know, Gail Sayers passed away. What was it yesterday? And I remember watching Brian's song when I was like ten years old, uh-huh. and, and and getting all choked up and you know crying about it. It was a sad movie, but you know that was it, it was one of those times where you say, "Dang, another hero, somebody else gone." Yeah. And 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 it just keeps coming, it keeps coming, it keeps coming. That makes you it, it, every time something happens every day, you know we're put in a situation where we're worried for our children's future. You know, I, you know, we're we're officially middle aged, Charles. We, That's true. We, we're no longer spring chicken. So we we, you know, as far as our life, we're we're seeking retirement. But our children are just getting started. That's and true. Our, and children, you know, they they what in the world are they?
they coming up and, and it's really our job to try to find that, that sliver of light, you know, in a dark place. And we, we have several things we can look at that's positive. If I have to really reach, hey, SEC football's kicking off this weekend. <laughs> you know, the NFL's playing, it, it, although, you know, albeit in empty stadiums, but they're playing, it's been some great games. Mm-hmm. Um, but people are finding ways to still make it. You know, people are struggling, but they're still trying to make it. And, and I think if we have to pull a positive out of all of this negativity, it's one thing that I've been saying that this negativity has made people have to have conversations. That's true. I mean, I mean, have to talk. You have no choice now but to have a conversation. That's and true. Whether it's yelling at each other or sitting down and, and being having an adult conversation, um, the one thing that I can, if I have to thank Donald Trump for anything, is that he has been so way over the top huh. that he has, a, you know, sometimes it takes a chemical to make things bubble to the surface. That's true. I mean, the United States has been faking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've been faking. We've been lying. That's I mean, true. as a as a nation, we've been lying about the land of opportunity and milk and honey and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, melting pot. It's a melting pot as long as you know who benefits from it. That's and right. now we're having that conversation. <laughs> hmm. you know? And you have more of these strong conversations now and people are willing to, to actually talk. So if there's some positivity that's coming out of it is that it will I'm hoping that on the other side it will galvanize our nation and we can truly be the United States of America. Yeah, that's that's a good one, Tony, yeah. It's forcing us to have a, a long overdue conversation, one that should have been had over uh, 50, 60, 70 years ago, but we're now having that conversation. And as you were discussing that, I, I thought about how you have to encourage yourself in times like these. You have to motivate yourself. You have to uplift yourself. You have to actually put yourself into that mode of thinking that I will not give up. I will survive. I, I thought about some of those songs that uh, the, uh, the, the that my grandmother and my mother and, and people from the past generation uh, grew up on. Those were fighting songs. Those were songs of, of making it through the struggle. Uh, I will survive. Uh, you know, uh, Love Train, all of those different songs, they were beneficial in, in, in keeping people uh, encouraged, keeping people uh, uplifted, giving people, you know, something to look up to in, in, in a dark period of our society. And right now we're back in that dark period. And it seems that it, it happens over and over and over. But we have to sometimes look at the examples of the past so that we can make that next spring forward in the future. And so even though we're in a chaotic time right now, I'm trying to uh, allow myself to think of how our ancestors persevered, how they kept on fighting, how they never gave up, even when uh, they were faced with unwinnable odds. They still pushed. They still fought. 
and they and they they actually pushed that into us. It's in our DNA to fight and to never give up and to to not allow ourselves to be taken advantage of. We are a very strong race of people. If we were going to look at it as a as 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 a race, uh, black people are strong people. We sometimes have been sidetracked by you know the different vices of life, but when it comes to actually surviving, surviving the odds that have been thrown at us, we're still here. And, it, and it's a testament to our strength and our endurance that we can take a lick and we're, we're pretty much like a Timex. We can take a lick and keep on ticking. We, we're here to stay. We ain't going nowhere. We are here to stay. That's, that's, that's encouraging to me. It is, and you know, I, I think the thing that that um, can be discouraging sometimes is to to think that sometimes we as a people have forgotten that. Yeah, yeah. That um, you know everything that's been thrown at us over the last four hundred years, mm. and, and I think uh, you know it, we I think we forget we forget what we're made out of. That's and right. What, what we, I mean, I, I, I look at what, you know, how we can survive grief and come back where where others will just collapse. Right. And, you know, I once joked, I said, you know, hey, as a, as a black person, we were born with our parents' hopes, but society, society's nopes. Because... When we came here, they all wished that our life would be better than the life that they had to that they have had to endure. Mm. I know I grew up; I was born on Bloody Sunday, mm. but until I was grown, because of we I think we mentioned this before in our schools, we weren't really taught, you know, the, the, all the, you know the details. The correct, truth. correct. So, I didn't know how much my parents had shielded me from. I never, I never experienced segregation. Now my my first touch of of racism came when I was in elementary school at a Catholic school, and um, and when and that was around the time that Roots was out, mm-hmm. and and all of a sudden, you know, the white kids started calling me Kunta Kinte. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know. Of course, I, I didn't. I didn't understand racism back then. I knew that made me feel uncomfortable. That I was like, that was mean, you know. But because that's not the household. That's not the kind of household I grew up in. And then, but I think I could deal with it from the kids. I mean, I got called, you know, I got called nigger and everything else. Mm-hmm. But it was like I was at a school that was all white, with right. the exception of a handful of us. And but then. When it happened with a nun, and a nun actually said that we we were nothing but trouble and need to get back on the road and go back where we came from, that was when reality yeah set in yeah. All, all of a sudden, I knew I was really different, and that there were people out there that didn't like me just for because of the color of my skin. Yeah, and and to go up, grow up, and be aware, you know, try to treat others no differently that I would like to be treated myself but then it's just not I mean as we and it's gotten worse it's it's really getting worse and I'm just you know I think I'm trying to imagine what life 
can be going back to some semblance of normalcy or better. Right. right. Is there going to be one crescendo that it comes to that there where there's a tipping point where all of a sudden there's like this really loud bang that hopefully hopefully is not nuclear, but some loud noise where all of a sudden somebody just says, wait. Mm. Every just stop. Yeah. Let's look around at each other and realize that we're all we're all human beings. We're all trying to trying to live our lives. There's no need to look down on anybody or treat anyone differently just because they don't look like you. That's true. No. But I I just I you know I I hope for the best. I I said that you know I you know I'm gonna be working at the polling place on you know, on election day. And I've, you know, I've taken off from work the day after because regardless of what happens, uh, I'm gonna need the day off, good or bad. True. You know, because um, after November 3rd, I'm not too convinced that we will have a resolution. You know, November 4th could be very interesting with the way things are building up right now. We don't know what, the, what it might look like the day after the election especially if it goes against Trump. Mm. We don't know what's it going to be right now. He's trying to rig. You know, he, he keeps talking about the election's rigged, the election's rigged, and he's the main one rigging. <laughs> the big, what we say in, in football, the best way that you can hit somebody for a big play is a play-action pass. That means you run, 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 then you fake it, and you throw it deep in somebody's body. <laughs> right now, what he's doing is running, running, running. He's coming up with something every day. Election's rigged. Uh, we got to do this. Uh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it. And see, your attention gets pulled into all the, the circus and bizarre, and all of a sudden, he's hitting you deep. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Now. He and Mitch McConnell and all of that, they got you now. Mm-hmm. So that we have to remain vigilant, and we have to. It's hard. And, you know, you started out by saying about trying to find something positive. Part of my positivity is being able to wake up breathing. That's true. That's true. You know, because we're not guaranteed. I mean, we got news from one of our our, our church family that um, so, uh, a young lady passed away from uh, from complications mm. from minor uh, surgery. We, yeah. we met the young lady at a drum function, um, you know, a year or so ago, and then she was one of the main speakers doing the the, um, the big national GA. Right. Um, and mm. a really really sweet girl and everything and. You know, all of a sudden, you know, she's gone. That's true. So for me to wake up and be able to still function, even though, yeah, things are creaky. Yeah. Things don't like they used to. I mean, knees pop, elbows pop, stuff doesn't feel so good in the morning time. True. But you know something? I'm here. That's right. So that's number one. I'm here. Number two, you have people that care about you. Mm-hmm. There may be people out there that hate your guts, but you don't even know them. That's you don't true. know them, neither does it matter. That's true. But you have people in your home that care about you, that rely on you, that, that give you a sense of of who you are and the accomplishments that you've had in your life. So, hey, who cares about people that don't like you? It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, you start by loving yourself and then the people that surround you. And number two, just be thankful for what you what you do have. I mean, no matter what your situation is, I mean, every time I had, I, I was doing plumbing, I, I still have some classes to fix, and I'm cursing the whole time. It's like, <laughs> you know, 
I'm, I'm thinking, man, we just need to cut this out and go get a, uh, you know, get a condo and have a maintenance man come take care of this stuff. <laughs> there are people out there that either have lost their homes, they're right now at the threat of losing their home. Some people have had one. Hey, I'm, I'm not complaining. Hey, it's a pain, but I have it. That's so, true. Those are the things that we, you know, you can start there and then the tree can just blossom of, you know, the tree of positivity can just blossom from that point. And you'll find plenty to smile about. I mean, it takes a lot more work to frown than it does to smile. That's very good, Antoine, and I'm going to echo what you what you said earlier. It's a blessing to be alive. It's a blessing to be able to wake up, even though uh, this old body is not like it used to be when we were 19 and 20. We got a lot of creaks and a lot of groans and a lot of aches and a lot of pains. It's still a blessing to be alive because a lot of people uh, thought that they would be here and they're not here. So we have to, like the old church song said, you have to count your blessings because it's a blessing to have the health that we uh, enjoy right now. It may not, in some instances, be the best health, but it is health. It's yeah, better. Exactly. It's better than than the than the alternative, which is death. And yeah. and I and I thought about it. You know, sometimes we we work ourselves and our fingers to the bone trying to amass wealth, and we're trying to achieve some uh, some semblance of the American dream and in so doing we forget to live life we forget to really smell the roses along the way we forget to be uh, thankful for our present situation even though it may not be ideal that that is something to think about that it can improve it may not be ideal but there's room for improvement so it can improve or it could yes. go the opposite way but in right. either instance we should be thankful that we have the opportunity to make it better if it goes in the opposite direction so you know I, I'm glad for all of the, 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 the attributes of life that the creator has allowed me to enjoy so I'm not going to you know spend my time focusing on the the bright shiny object uh, so much that is in front of me because we have a lot uh, to be thankful for and we have a lot that we need to strive to make better in our own lives as well as in our community as well as with our in our family and also within the, the world in which we live so I think uh, going back to my old church days I remember uh, a great a great uh, adage say uh, the, the thought was I would I would rather see a sermon than hear a sermon any day. So so show me show me rather than trying to tell me. Show me what you're about. If you really are a person who said that you love me, show me that love. It's it's the actions speak louder than words. Your actions are are real. And I think Maya Angelou also said it best. When a person show you who they are, believe them the first time. Don't try to go back and, and think that they're going to change. Believe them when they show you who they are. So, as I was telling you know, as I was telling you and saying earlier on the podcast, I had to put myself in a in a state of meditation. That that meditation is something that 
it, it, it has helped me my entire life. It has actually guided me and, and caused me to be able to, to find solace and find tranquility, even in periods of extreme grief, extreme uh, uh, times of anxiety. When you learn how to just, you know, center yourself, you can then, you know, sort of uh, face whatever that day is going to throw at you. So I just want to let everyone know who follow follow me on the podcast that whatever you're, you're facing, just understand that you're not alone in this. You know, we're, we're facing uh, the pandemic. We're facing uh, craziness from our elected officials. You're not alone in this. Just don't allow these issues to be absorbing all of your positive energy. I'm not telling you not to focus on it. I'm not telling you not to pay attention to it. I want you to pay attention to it, but don't become consumed with it. Allow yourself to still, you know, go out and 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 walk around in the park. Uh, allow yourself uh, the 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 joy of of, of looking at a flower uh, and, the, and a rose or a or a tree. Uh, allow yourself to find joy in the things that that mean the most to you in life, because these things, politics, race religious ideologies those things are just fleeting they they're there and they change as as society changes so find your place and know your place and, and stay rooted and grounded in whatever you believe to be true you have any other thing you would like to add Antoine before we close it out we'll just say and you know I, I, I said it earlier and I always like to you know, make is my final point is, you know, the election is coming closer. Yes. And, you know, um, just to re- remind everyone, if you haven't already registered to vote, um, you know, make sure you take care of that business. And uh, it's it's very important. And, you know, and I know it can be frustrating. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah. Looking at what's, what's going on. But um, especially if you are if you're African-American, black, however you, you want to turn you know, mm-hmm. us as the race. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had you had our, our forefathers and mothers that went through a lot True. for them to be able to. Because if you look at your history, and once again, we need to educate ourselves. Right? After you've been educated in school, now trash it. Educate huh. yourself. That's right. Because that's been a bunch of um, most of it's been a, a bunch of propaganda and garbage. So true. you want to educate yourself on real true history. Just remember that. If you look at the uh, 14th Amendment, the uh, women's suffrage, that was that vote was given to white women. True. Black women didn't get to vote till the 1960s. That's so, so true. That's something you, you you know we need to know that. And as I said on Bloody Sunday, that was people fighting for our right to vote. And, and Antoine, for people who are saying I'm not voting, you just really are ignorant. You don't know your history. You really need to go and educate yourself and it will give you a sense of responsibility that your vote matters, not just for your selfish reason, because you're honoring your ancestors who had to die and who had to be, you know, beaten and suffered to give you that right that you now just take for granted. So, Antoine, what you're saying 
It's true. And I and I think also I think also not only should we vote, we should also remember to take someone with us to vote, if yes. if possible. If if you can't let them ride in the car with you, at least you know figure out a way to get them to the polls so they can vote also, because uh, it's our it's our constitutional right to to vote, and we must represent ourselves, represent our our place in society, and be proud that. We have that opportunity to go and, and, and do our civic duty in voting. Right. And if you haven't done your census, I think the day, I don't know if the deadline, deadline is coming up. Yeah, I think it's coming up. It's coming up. That's also very important. If you don't understand what the census is all about, find out. Hmm. Find out what it's all about and do it because that's the only way that we can affect change in our neighborhoods and in our you know, around our cities, and yeah, and it, you just need to understand that that is very important. So, you need to do that, and uh, and you know, and I guess just to leave it with, find a happy place, as Charles said. Charles, you you found a spiritual place. Sometimes you have to take yourself out of what's going on in the world, and just if it just means sitting out on the outside on a beautiful day, or even out in the rain, and just enjoying what nature yes. can give you. Yes. To take us a, a time to just find some peace and uh, and you just and breathe. That's just right. Breathe. That's right. That's right. You know, because sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's hard to do. So just just find something positive. I'm pretty sure we're and this, this weekend is going to bring more chaos. And next week will too. So you need to find your peaceful place to get out of this darkness. Thank you, thank you, Antoine. And as I end this podcast. I, I'm so grateful for having friends like Antoine and Josh. Uh, they they always answer the call to host with me, so I'm grateful for friends like you. And to all of my uh, fellow listeners, be safe, be vigilant, and keep fighting for justice and fighting for equality. <laughs>